Start the podcast. Hey, yo, Fran, start the podcast, bro. Yeah, I did. We're rolling. No, you didn't. Come on, come on, man. Start the podcast for we're real, ro- man. We're rolling. We're rolling. We are rolling. <laughs> Guys, today we don't feel like talking about science because some days we're scientists, some days we're Brody builders. Today we want to talk about life because, you know, life isn't always about performance, isn't always about aesthetics. Sometimes you've got to enjoy your time on earth and sometimes you got to eat ice cream but that's not what we're going to talk about today we actually want to talk about how fran shaved and he looks a lot younger now <laughs> and look, uh, that's true <laughs> i look like a kid now yeah it's true i don't recognize and, myself uh, i mean i barely recognize you i was like man i'm recording a podcast with some random dude and you dude <laughs> yeah but I'm, i might just you know do what you did and shave still still a thought in progress that's good but um going back to the podcast which is why you guys are here listening we want to talk about being a perfectionist and when i say the word perfectionist some of you might already be thinking oh i'm definitely a perfectionist (laughs) but it's also about how it affects you in all your areas of life including um bodybuilding and your diet and even your happiness for instance we wanted to talk about how before recording we were actually discussing how some foods are labeled as bad even though one of the goals for this episode is to teach you that there's no bad foods so as a perfectionist if you're trying to avoid something that's bad then you're restricting your diets and we're gonna delve into this a bit more a very restrictive diet could lead into number one an unhappy dude or do that depending on the case and if you're unhappy guess what the gains they won't come or maybe they will come they they, they definitely will come but it's also about enjoying the process mm-hmm. right my man yeah absolutely and um i think that i'm personally um i would say i, I would describe myself as a perfectionist uh, so I know how to deal with this. And um, I think that if you think about it, I mean, every bodybuilder at the beginning has been like a very crazy perfectionist. Uh, because if you think about it, I mean, there are some positives about being a perfectionist, but also some negatives. And um, mm-hmm. I read a book a couple of years ago when I was in Berlin um, called The Pursuit of Perfection by Ben Shakar. Uh, it's an amazing book and actually uh, helped me a lot to think about my my personality and my perfectionism the fact that actually um, there are some traits of my perfectionism that are pretty bad and i should try to somehow recognize them but not really enforce them and others that actually are very positive that i should actually focus on and uh, the guy the author uh, ben shahar makes the distinction between the perfectionist and the optimalist so the perfection is really uh, the person that is always concentrated on the destination and actually it doesn't really enjoy uh, the intermediate milestones. It doesn't enjoy the process. While the optimalist is the guy who's actually looking after the, he's looking at the optimal, um, the optimal result and actually enjoy the process. He likes to fail and then uh, stand up again and then continue the journey and enjoy the journey towards the destination. So the focus is always the destination. Well, there are different perspectives. Um, so the perfection is really focused on the destination and always like 
uh, head down, doesn't even enjoy the process. The optimalist enjoy the process and actually think more as like grand scheme of things at the entire uh, process instead of, uh, yeah, I need to get to the destination. And um, I remember in the book, there are a lot of uh, example of the typical perfectionist that always think about the destination, always think about the final results, but then when it gets there, it doesn't even have time to enjoy, it doesn't celebrate the achievement, is already thinking about the next destination. So it's always like that as a virtual circle mm. without never really enjoying the process. While the optimalist get to the results, enjoying, uh, enjoy the you know result, what he actually was able to achieve, and then uh, think about strategically about the next step and uh, you know aware that it will basically fail a few times before getting it right but you know still loves uh, his type of um, living and his type of you know perspective of, of life and you know this is so much applicable to the bodybuilding uh, scene as well and I remember like uh, you know when I started uh, you know, of course, I wanted to get things right, and uh, I wanted to be like an hardcore bodybuilder. So I was thinking about, okay, I need to eat every three hours, eat only chicken, broccoli, and rice, and uh, you know, just like whey protein, uh, and uh, eat like a shit amount of protein every day, so that I can get as big as possible, as quickly as possible. And there were no, no kind of exceptions or no kind of like uh, different ways to achieve that. And mm. uh, that was like applying my negative perfectionism to my bodybuilding, uh, you know, approach. Well, in the last few years, I realized that actually if you start enjoying life, as you correctly said, and you start, you know, think about other things that actually rotate around your bodybuilding passion, then you get results even faster and uh, you enjoy the process and you get uh, exactly where you, you were meant to be uh, and you get to your result in a in a nice in a nicer way damn son <laughs> that, that was cool that words for cool. my wise man you know <laughs> yeah really really like that uh you know sometimes i think especially as a beginner bodybuilder we fall into this category of black and white thinking so if if uh the big dude at the gym is doing a chest day with five exercises for chest and he's doing five sets for each exercise <laughs> then you know you should be doing the same if you want to get as big as him. <laughs> and then when you, you know, do a bit of research on volume, you can actually see that, especially as a beginner, you don't need to do as much to get results. But somehow, because we didn't know better at the time, mm -hmm. we were willing to do anything, even if it was eating plain meals, religiously eating at certain times, having yeah. that whey protein ready for the post-workout, anabolic window before you lose your 30 seconds of gains yeah so all of the bro signs we've been there and you know one of the things that could develop with this type of thinking like the perfectionism is when you start looking at foods not because food is way more than just sustenance so yeah. when you start looking at foods with the label of good or bad mm. that's when being a perfectionist could be you know detrimental to your overall goals mm -hmm. for instance we were talking about this earlier as well 
when I started bodybuilding, I, I cut out a lot of things. Uh, so mm -hmm. not not that I had a shitty diet, but I did cut some things like uh, sweets were one of the first ones, mm -hmm. even bread, just because here in Portugal, whenever someone says, I want to lose weight, it's like, well, stop eating bread. <laughs> like bread is that, you know, Satan's food yeah, yeah, that yeah. somehow it came from the depths of hell. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just designed to make you fat when it's not. I mean, look at look at bread. It's sure it's carbs. It doesn't have a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have a lot of fat. But bread itself is not going to make you fat. Yeah. You know. And uh, I actually across my the years of bodybuilding, I, I've come across a lot of people telling me, you know, I work out really hard. I have a very good diet. But you know, my downfall is always bread. <laughs> If I stop eating bread, I would be shredded as fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, not it's really. not bread that's making you fat. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And some of you might be thinking, oh, damn, so you know, there's no such thing as a bad and good food? Well, the way we see it, no, all right? Because like, there's food, period. Mm -hmm. And then the cool thing about food is that there's no such thing as you cannot eat a certain food because you will get fat. And this is a liberating thing to know because if you've heard us talking, you've heard us talking about energy balance. Mm -hmm. So just as long as you're not overeating calories, it doesn't matter if you're eating ice cream, it doesn't matter if you're eating pizza. Mm -hmm. You will still maintain or actually uh, lose weight if that's your goal. Now, one of the things is the, the amount of calories per 100 grams of food. We we're talking about pizza as well. Like Fran loves pizza. I love pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? Mm -hmm. But if you were comparing, I'm going to give a very extremist example just so you guys can picture what I'm saying. If you compare 100 grams to pizza to 100 grams of broccoli, you'll probably be a lot fuller with 100 grams of broccoli mm -hmm. with a lot less calories. Does that make pizza a bad food? Hell not. Mm -hmm. Put yourself on a different goal where you're trying to pack on as much weight, where you're making weight for a competition and you actually need to ramp up calories, but you're one of those people that really doesn't like eating that much, then guess what? Maybe you could, you know, introduce a slice or two of pizza over there and that way you could get into a caloric surplus. It doesn't mean it's the only answer, but it does mean it's a tool for you to use. What you think, my man? Yeah, no, totally. And, um, you know, as we were saying offline, I mean, uh, I'm a, a big fan of pizza, like, like you are. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of misconception about pizza being like uh, the evil uh, of the spectrum uh, as well. Um, kind of this uh, satin food as well. And uh, most of the time it's because, I mean, people consider pizza as a carbs food. And of course, I mean, you know that people have this carbophobia, mm. the fear of carbs because they think that carbs makes them fat. Well, in reality, if you look at, you know, pizza, pizza is just like... Uh, dough of wheat water yeast and then tomato sauce and maybe some mozzarella on top if you go for the normal margarita or you know if you go for marinara so just a garlic uh, sauce on top you don't even have mozzarella so it's actually just like pure uh, carbs and some protein from uh, from wheat um, from gluten uh, from, from from the dough so The main problem is that when you start eating uh, heavy load pizza with like a lot of toppings on top of it, so it's just like it's not carbs, but it's the combination of carbs and uh, a shitload of you know fats that make that food not healthy or not as healthy as others. And then uh, yeah, you you say that you know 
calorie density and uh, nutrient density is actually um, a key thing, especially when you're dieting. But I will say that, you know, if you just go for the broccoli portion all the times or, you know, let's say chicken, mm. rice and broccoli every single day, then you, you kind of like, you will have a very tedious diet and you'll get kind of a pretty tired very easily about that diet. That diet is not going to be sustainable and you're going to start developing cravings for pizza, cravings for ice cream, cravings for <laughs> any other food that you deprive yourself. And then uh, instead of eating like a small portion of pizza or like a, you know, a small portion of ice cream, mm. the, by the time you finish your diet or finish your competition or, you know, by the time you decide to, you know, stop dieting, then you're not going to eat only a small portion, but you're going to eat the entire tub of ice cream, two or three pizzas. You're going to eat very recently as like a crazy man. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, this is not going to be, uh, you know, very healthy uh, for your body because the, the amount of food that you're going to be eating is not kind of a, what you would describe as a kind of a normal eating pattern. So, mm -hmm. Small portions are okay, even of high-density uh, calorie food, as long as you, again, look at your energy balance and, uh, you know, you just, like, have a very uh, varied diet uh, so that you can actually sustain it over time. Avoid, or you know, this type of elimination diet, like, everybody has been, like, gluten intolerant, so they have eliminated pizza or bread because they felt like they were gluten intolerant. Uh, these type of diets are not helping to achieve your goals. They actually are the first step into some um, kind of eating disorders that will mm. never help you actually to achieve your goals. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I've actually had people tell me that the only reason they they lose weight was because they started a gluten-free diet and it was gluten that was causing them to gain weight. My God. So, you know, because if you look at gluten as a thing, and even if you don't know what gluten is, because, uh, I don't know, it's, again, something Satan created. When God created the earth, he started by building earth, and then he asked Satan, oh, you know what, man, make some gluten, because that will make people fat. It doesn't <laughs> work like that, you know? And gluten actually has, in, in terms, when you're cooking, it's interesting to give texture to the bread because mm. it's gluten that actually gives that fluffiness to the bread yeah. but that's just a, a, a tangent there what i want to say is the the issue i think some people have is when they start like you said binge eating right mm -hmm. when they just ravenously eat every single thing mm -hmm. they can get their hands on mm -hmm. and usually and i'm talking from personal experience and from talking to people client experience is that the more you restrict yourself, yeah. the more you might end up craving. And mm -hmm. some people work differently. Some people are, are robots. Like, yeah. And I used to be a robot at times as well. It would be mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to eat that, period. And I wouldn't have cravings just because my mind was so set on that specific goal. Like you can say, I don't know, single-digit body fat, that you can actually say, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. But again, it's not sustainable because deep down you might feel like, no, I, I could actually try a bit of, of that, whatever it might be, but you don't want it because, again, you're keeping the goal in mind. Yeah. But for the average person that's not going to compete, that just wants to lift well, not lift well, <laughs> live well, yeah, well lift yeah. a lot, of, yeah, lift heavy or just lift whatever you might want to lift. I'm not judging here. <laughs> for, for the person that just wants a good quality of life, 
doesn't really care about aesthetics, then I'd say you're more than fine to just go and have a bit of ice cream here and there, a bit of pizza. Like Fran said, moderation is key. Because if you think about it, I was just having this thought when Fran was talking. When we talk about binge eating, if we see a lot of ice cream and if we see a lot of pizza or burgers and we've been restricting ourselves for a long time, we can actually go full ham and eat it in one sitting. But let's say you restrict broccoli for two years. When you see a bowl of broccoli, you're not going to binge eat that. You're not going to eat the whole damn broccoli and go like, oh my God, that's exactly what I needed. <laughs> that's that's funny, the way we're attracted to sugary, yeah. high-carb, high-fat foods. Yeah. Um, that's why, in the grand scheme of things, having a bit of ice cream is not just good... I mean, it, it definitely won't harm your progress, but it's also good for your emotional health. Yeah. Like we were talking about, food is not just sustenance. It actually it has a deep impact in how we feel and how we think. So sometimes having that scoop of ice cream, two scoops, one pizza, two pizzas, whatever it might be, I hope you don't eat two pizzas in one sitting, but it, it could actually help you to keep you on track for your success. Because, again, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, whoever you might be, because I've been there, if you have a very restrictive diet and then you slip up one day, or let's say you have something unexpected happen and you, you can't really control, you have to eat what you consider unhealthy, shitty food, mm-hmm. then you might just think, you know what, I already screwed today, so I might as well just cheat again on the next meal. And then you might end up finding yourself in a vicious cycle yeah, where you're always telling yourself, it's just this meal, it's just this, and then do this for three mm-hmm. to four weeks, and you look back and you think, shit, where are my results? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and if you think about it, I mean, this is actually going back to the uh, original topic of this uh, podcast, is the, the problem with perfection uh, or perfectionism. So y- you have this concept or this idea of the perfect diet and, uh, you know, strong discipline because, uh, you know, it's kind of like the bodybuilding motto, no pain, no gain, unless yeah. you are like perfect and you eat chicken and broccoli and rice every single day of the entire year, then uh, you're not going to get any result. You're not going to get shredded. And, uh, you know, this kind of a negative perfectionism really can hinder the achievement of your, your results because uh, can you know, put a lot of people and then it depends on the personality and the psychological uh, personality of each individual, but you can put many people into this vicious circle of binge eating, eating disorders, where you're basically looking at food only as, you know, bad food and good food, black black and white thinking. Black so, and white, yeah. So you can eat only, you know, the food that doesn't have gluten because gluten is bad. You can't eat any sugar, including fruit, because fruit has sugar. You can have you know, I don't know, I have no idea now because I'm not, you know, following this type of you know, <laughs> yeah. school school of thoughts anymore, but you can't have, uh, I don't know, pizza because it's bad, ice cream because there's dairy or stuff like that. And then yeah. you really just like classified food in your, in your head and uh, doesn't really enjoy, you don't enjoy food as uh, cause, uh, kind of like a, as a pleasure. So food is like mm. just something that you put into your stomach and uh, yeah. not something that you enjoy, not a social activity with your friends, with your family. And this is actually very sad if you think about it. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, enjoying life anymore. It's just like being completely destroyed by this type of uh, negative 
perfectionistic uh, personality that doesn't allow you to see the bigger picture. And, you know, again, without being too much moralistic, if you think about pro real problems that we have in the world, kind of a, the world anger in many emerging mm. countries, it's pretty sad, I mean, to think about that people actually have to force themselves to avoid certain food because otherwise they feel like they'll get fat or they're not going to be shredded as they wanted when there mm. are people that are actually dying because of lack of food. Yeah, man, hitting us with the truth bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like, yeah, it's like insane, really. And, uh, you know, I'm not judgmental because I've been there myself, and this is why I also understand it very well. And uh, as a competitive bodybuilder as well, I can tell you that, you know, competitive bodybuilding puts you in that particular situation where you actually develop, uh, even if you're not prone to it, mm. a lot. Uh, you know of eating disorders because basically for those 12 16 weeks of preparation you're forced to basically make some choices even if you follow like a flexible diet uh, mm -hmm. approach like Alan Aragon type of approach like 80 20 so 80 percent of food from let's say like clean food and 20 percent from whatever you want during a contest preparation when you get to uh, when you need to get to a very low body fat percentage then of course flexibility is not as high as during the off season so mm -hmm. and uh in order to get on stage you get to that type of eating pattern that is not it's almost like it's not very healthy and uh so i, I totally understand uh how difficult it is but you know i'm also trying with with my practice to help my athletes to really start thinking differently and um you know, showing also with um, body transformation that you can achieve results without going into this type of prescriptive, rigid, military <laughs> type of diets. Uh, even thinking about like cheat meal. Uh, I don't like mm. to call them cheat meal because it's almost like a cheat. Why are you cheating? Are you cheating your diet? No, your diet should be your lifestyle. So I call them love meals. So that occasion where people can actually have a treat or you know take care of take care of themselves uh, and having a bit more of their favorite food instead of like cheating something someone you know like, <laughs> someone yeah it's just like it's just like a different it's like a way of changing your your mentality and mm. uh trying to approach a diet as a lifestyle so that you don't have to think about it and actually you can enjoy the pleasure of food uh that should be like a pleasure for everyone yeah, man. I mean, you're on fire today. And I was actually going to talk about the, the cheat meals because uh, I don't really like the concept of a cheat meal, mm -hmm. even though when I started bodybuilding, I, mm -hmm. I used to call whenever I was with my friends going out or something, I would be like, yeah, this is my cheat meal. No worries. <laughs> and then be like everyone, even if you're not into bodybuilding, you know what a cheat meal is. Mm -hmm. And I'd argue that some people that don't even do any type of physical activity would sometimes eat shit and say, mm -hmm. this is my cheat meal. And I'm like, your whole diet is a cheat meal. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the concept of a cheat meal, like you were saying, is, is that you're cheating. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you're doing, it's not sustainable. It's not working. So you need to cheat every now and then to make sure that you can religiously follow it. Mm -hmm. It's like you're devoting yourself to God. But every now and then you just go out and, you know, hang yeah. out with Satan. Today, Today's podcast is very religious, guys. <laughs> uh, get used to it. And, you know, I... 
one of the things when I when I started getting pretty good results with bodybuilding, I had a lot of questions uh, from dudes at the gym because if you don't know, when you get results, you don't get the girls. You actually get dudes asking yeah. you how you did it. Plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting dudes asking me like, "How's your diet? How's your training?" And whenever we talked about diet. They would always be like, oh, yeah, but uh, you, you must diet pretty hard. You must not eat carbs after six. You must. And they were, you know, pretty much sharing their perceptions of what a a, a perfect diet would be. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just telling them for me, and this is true. I still think this way. It just, for me, it's not a diet mm-hmm. because it's just how I eat. So yeah. it's pretty much a lifestyle like Fran was saying. Mm-hmm. They were t- they were asking me. If eating carbs after six would be good and i was like dude if my mom cooks a lasagna uh at 7 8 p.m you can bet your ass that i'm gonna eat that whole lasagna and i don't care if it's lasagna i don't care if it's after six seven because that doesn't matter and you know at, i'm not gonna lie there was a time where i thought that if i eat this this is my cheat meal and i would probably get a bit anxious uh when i would have more than two cheat meals per week but then I mean, I think it's just part of the progression as mm-hmm. as you you know progress as a lifter, as as you become more in tune with your body, with the sport. And again, I've never competed. Maybe one day I'll hire Fran uh, to be my coach, and we'll make something happen. Yeah, but, we're on stage together. Yeah, man, that would be dope. The quest for yeah, games. Yeah, lovely. No, yeah. and you know this is actually very cool because uh, I feel like. Um, I got a lot of uh, questions like that also in the changing rooms of different gyms or whatever they went. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this actually is like a strong deterrent for this type of people to actually start a fitness lifestyle. That doesn't have to be like obsessive. Again, it's the problem with perfectionism. People think that it needs to be 100% perfect. Well, yeah. actually, perfectionism is the first step into failure uh, because uh, nobody's perfect and uh, you can't achieve like a perfect result and you can't really emulate someone else you know you're yourself and uh, the journey should be like against your yourself trying to get to a better version of yourself every year so you know start thinking about okay if i go into fitness or if i start you know looking after my my body and my physique then i need to start eating no carbs after sex you know start eating with like a prescriptive diet I mean, people say like, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'm not, I know already that I'm not the type of person that can mm. do that. And then uh, they stop even before starting. When actually, um, it's always a good idea to, you know, start a journey and then uh, maybe find your own way that, you know, I know some people actually like to eat the same stuff every day uh, because maybe it's their personality. They don't have time. <laughs> they don't like cooking and, uh, you know, Kind of like like me when we used to go to the university, I was eating the same (laughs) shit every time, you know, just like doing meal prep and then uh, eating the same meals pretty much every weekdays at least. And other people instead, I mean, like to, you know, experiment with, you know, cooking and, uh, you know, good at this Miguel, you know, preparing like delicious, uh, you know, meals every time, every day. And then it's just like your own way. You need to find your own way but mm. all the time you know you need to think about again perfectionism is not is not a thing it's just like um, really the first step into failure and uh, just trying to do something uh, a little better every week and uh, you know then uh, you will get the results sooner and, and better as well yeah man that's i mean how liberating is it mm. that 
you can never fuck it up, right? Yeah. This, yeah, yeah. If, if you think about it as a journey or a lifelong journey, there's no way, and I know I'm, Jordan Syed says this all the time, there's no way you can fuck it up. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that one day you're going to eat a full pizza and the next day you're going to wake up with zero gains and, I don't know, 30% body fat. It mm-hmm. just doesn't happen that way. You know, there's always something you can do to get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, even now with the quarantine, how many of us have either quit or are considering quitting um, just because it's not optimal. And, you know, that's that's what's cool about it. It's that even if you quit now, and even if you only come back to the gym like in 2021, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can still get back to it. Sure, it will take longer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would rather have you do something uh, just to maintain. But mm-hmm. if you choose to do that, you can still get back on the horse, which is incredible because we get so caught up in being doing the right thing the best thing that we forget to do what is right for us yeah and sometimes the 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 basic things the kind of the simplest things are are the best ones sometimes we get caught up into the minutiae or like i know people asking me about (laughs) now like on in off season how much salt should they put on their food you know it's not even a consideration for a, an athlete uh, mm. you know stepping on stage you know salt manipulation or sodium manipulation are actually very very bad for your body that is always looking for an homeostasis so like we get caught up into this minutiae how much water how much salt how much fruit and we actually lose focus on uh, the simplest things that are the most effective yeah. ones as well yeah the basics it's like if you think about it as a pyramid mm-hmm. You should just start with training and diet, and I mean, I would ev- I would probably never worry on the general population telling someone again, not not talking as a dietitian because I'm not one, but as a nutritionist, if they don't have any health conditions, I would probably mm-hmm. not even talk about sodium intake or huh. salts, unless I was trying to explain how it could influence your your weight mm-hmm. on a daily basis but I, w- I wouldn't tell someone you know you need to put 1.5 grams on your meals every single day to get gains mm-hmm. uh, and that's exactly I, I definitely agree with what you said which mm-hmm. is sometimes we get so caught up in the minutia that we're always looking for that one thing mm-hmm. that's gonna finally give us results when you know the best strategy we could have done is simply to go back to the basics mm-hmm. And follow a game plan that works for us. And I know Eric Helms talks about this a lot as well. You have what's optimal, mm-hmm. but if you can't adhere and if you can't maintain what is optimal, mm-hmm. then you would probably get better results if you were doing something considered suboptimal, yeah. but which actually works best for you. Yeah. So, and another great example I can think of is when it comes to training. I used to think, and uh, some people still uh, fall into this. Uh, school of thought is that if you train more times a week you will get more gains because mm-hmm. you're training more mm-hmm. and what might happen is you don't rest enough mm-hmm. or if you never do a deload whatever it might be again this depends on the the type of lifter and they're, if they're an intermediate or advanced lifter mm-hmm. but let's say you're an intermediate lifter and you decide to do seven days a week because the more you train, the more gains, mm-hmm. eventually you might actually have the opposite effect. Yeah. And instead of having gains, you'll you know either injure yourself, become ill, or just fall into overtraining. Mm-hmm. And it all started with a good intent, right? It started with the intent of making more gains. More gains equals uh, 
uh, training more, so I will train more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can be a way that being a perfectionist, if you're just doing things for the sake of doing things, could become could hinder your progress actually yeah. so i mean it it, took, it did take me a couple of years to, to realize that resting is very important for the body mm. not just for performance but even just to feel well and to to make gains yeah it is so but you know when it comes to again we did say at the beginning of the episode that this episode would be more about life uh, than just being a, a scientist it's it's true that we're talking about nutrition we're talking about training and being a perfectionist but a lot of you can take these examples and use them in whatever area of your life you might be thinking it could be work it could be work related we had a report that we had to submit for university last week and we were talking about how uh, we wanted to do the best report possible but at the same time, it, it's kind of consuming to the mind, you know, because you can always, you can always try and do better, but sometimes you just gotta say, "I'm doing my best." Que sera, sera, whatever mm-hmm. will be, will yeah. be. Yeah. And that's it, man. And that's, that's it. good. Love it. Very nice. Yeah. Perfect. Totally, totally agree with you. And uh, I like the que sera, sera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's true. So, cool. yeah. so. so true. Applicable in every context of our life, not just nutrition and training. It's true. For real, dude. I mean, and just a quick quick example of how I apply that to my life. Like you said, I do love cooking and I cook every single day. And when I'm cooking, I really want it to taste good, right? I mean, it's only normal. So sometimes I'm quite the perfectionist when I'm cooking. I know that. Uh, so sometimes when I you know, present something that for me is less optimal in terms of flavor and i know why it is like for instance if i didn't saute something uh for as long as i needed to i will know i know that the texture won't be the same i know that the flavor will be different Mm -hmm. so i'm sitting there with my brother and i'm telling him uh you know it's uh, it could be better it's um i I had this uh thing happen and it's not as flavorful as i wanted it to be and he goes like you know this is really good it tastes great and i'm like huh because mm-hmm. in my mind my perception is that yeah. it could be better it That's could right. be better right but Absolutely. for him the, the person eating my food it's great mm-hmm. and it's tasting like and this is not this sounds like a humble brag but I'm not bragging about the food no. I'm just saying that for my per- per- perception it could be better but for someone else's they're they're getting value for it yeah. right so that's that's a very interesting lesson that I'm I'm still learning Sure. Sometimes, sometimes I get really upset that it could be better, but I, I, I don't think that it's already good. It's mm-hmm. already, you know, and I you know for the hardcore people listening, which I don't think it's our audience, <laughs> the hardcore bodybuilders, <laughs> or, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for some people this will resonate, and for others they'll be like, no, I like my chicken and broccoli. It's been giving me results, and I think I'll, I'll keep doing it. And, you know, until the day you want to change something, if you do want to change something, I'd say keep at it. Because if it's mm-hmm. working for you, it works for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it could work. I mean, as I said, I mean, there are a lot of people actually, they like this type of approach and uh, just stick with the, their habits. The problem is that, well, at least the opportunity with like changing things and uh, experimenting with different ingredients and different food is that you're also educating yourself on you know uh, nutrition you know finding 
nutrients macros on different foods and having a very balanced and varied diet uh, instead of eating the same stuff all over the times uh, because yeah. again especially if you have this type of like prescriptive and rigid diet you know you will always have the occasion maybe when you go on vacation or when you finish the stuff on your cupboard that you don't have you run out of an ingredient and then you don't know what to do and then uh, you know a basic nutrition education will help you to say okay i don't have i don't know chicken anymore i can substitute chicken with this other source of protein and no problem i'm gonna stick with my plan stick with my macros and uh, you know achieve my results while a person that doesn't have chicken or doesn't have you know that particular ingredient in the cupboard will just go crazy and say okay now i need to quit my diet i'm gonna eat the entire cake and ice cream and pizza in in just one go <laughs> you know it's a it zero happens. to a hundred yeah it happens because literally you don't know what to do you, you you've been following religiously a plan that was maybe was prescribed to you and uh, you, you even if you have achieved result uh, you haven't developed a sufficient education on nutrition for the last maybe 10 years mm. and you'll always remain very ignorant about that topic and not be able to uh, you know kind of uh, work autonomously with your diet and um, this is not good you know you need to be able to work by yourself without you know following prescriptive diets and uh, try to accept the fact of you know being suboptimal uh, sometimes because uh, again perfection is is not a thing it's just like something that we perceived uh, ourselves maybe being perfectionist or mm. maybe embracing uh, kind of a, the niche of bodybuilding and you know hardcore bodybuilding but you know you can get better results without being too rigid with yourself too military and uh, actually enjoying life and and then nutrition actually become a pleasure and you don't even have to think about you know your, your your nutrients your macronutrients your your diet you know it's just something that you enjoy it gets you where you want to be and uh, you know you move on and you move on and dietary adherence as we said is the most important thing you know it's something that diet as a lifestyle something that you can maintain forever not something that you do only for like a limited period of time it or to get shredded and then uh, you know you basically have the the break of mm. the winter months where you can eat as a pig and, you know get fat again and stuff like that it's just like it needs to be your lifestyle and you need to as a natural bodybuilder maintain uh, a decent uh, body fat percentage all year <laughs> round you know you don't have to just go yo-yo dieting uh, throughout the year yeah for sure, man. I was going to ask you to define decent, but uh, <laughs> let's not go that way. 10, 12 percent, I would say. Is yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing some people would argue that decent is 25 percent. You know, it's actually you made me think about it. Um, when I'm working with people, I so if they ask me for a meal plan, mm -hmm. right, if they say make me a meal plan, I'll always try to teach them how to make their own mm -hmm. first again i will i won't say no i'll probably say you know what i i can do a meal plan for you sure i can even create a template but what your know, the end goal that i want you to get out of this is that you learn what works for you mm -hmm. and so that you can adjust your diets according to your needs or whatever you have available. Because yeah. like you were saying, if we fall into a binary way of thinking, it's mm -hmm. either zero or one, then if you can't uh, adhere to the meal plan, 
you know what, it's it's not working. Or yeah. another way is that if you're following the meal plan and you're doing everything right, but the meal plan doesn't contemplate uh, your favorite cheat meal, mm-hmm. you might be like, oh, damn, it's not part of the plan. So mm-hmm. it's it's cheating on the plan, you know, and that perception is already not unhealthy, but not helping you yeah. in the long term. So that's why I, a, a part of my philosophy is to not give the fish to a man, but teach him how to fish. Yeah. Um, so like you were saying, the nutrition education part of it is very interesting, very important. And I think tons of people would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we go back to what we were talking at the beginning, like looking at a certain food, like bread, pizza, understanding that it's not bad food, mm-hmm. understanding that the, the sole effect of eating a piece of pizza or a whole loaf of bread is not going to make you fat because that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's very interesting to keep in mind yes. that, number one, you can't fuck up. Number two, suboptimal might be optimal for you. Mm-hmm. And number three, you're always learning. Yeah. Uh, so always nice. learning, always trying different things. And today's podcast got very deep very personal, very religious, talking about <laughs> Satan and how he created gluten. <laughs> um, but I think we, we did a, a good job of uh, expressing our Brody Builder, Meathead, yeah. um, nutritionist with soon-to-be masters um, way of thinking, yeah. I think. I love I think. that. And I love your free bullet points. I mean, they're really on point. Um, <laughs> you know, those are the most important, yeah, really the, the most important thing. things. <laughs> yeah <laughs> excellent very good so guys i mean uh just be more clement with yourselves i mean uh, don't be too strict um diet food should be uh something that you you know should enjoy not something that is uh too prescriptive too rigid and uh really work with it with the stuff that you like and because every mm-hmm. food is food is good i mean there's no dirty food and clean food <laughs> every food is good and uh, work with the stuff that you like and just focus on doing little progress week by week, month by month. Think about, you know, this journey as a lifetime journey, not just like a few months. So if you start thinking about like that, then uh, every little progress every week, every month will be like a massive progress by Mm. the end of of your life. So it's literally like you become a master of nutrition, you're a master of macros, master of food by by the end of your years yeah yeah and you know just to wrap it up one of my favorite books which is 12 12 rules for life by jordan peterson he's got this whole chapter on treat yourself the way you would treat someone uh you're caring for i think i might have butchered the title but it's pretty much uh treating yourself like uh, you would treat your best friend or like you would treat your, your mom or your dad, whatever it might be. Meaning, how many times are we so hard on ourselves when if someone like our best friend uh, were to ask us the same exact question, we would probably be a lot more supportive. Mm-hmm. For instance, if Fran were to tell me, dude, I ate the whole pizza last night. I think I'm going to lose my gains. I'll probably be like, dude, chill. It's just one meal. You're still a beast. You're going to keep the gains. Mm-hmm. However, if I ate a whole pizza and I didn't have anyone to talk to, I'd probably be like, mm, mm-hmm. I might have screwed up myself. And then I, I could fall into that cycle, vicious cycle of thinking, uh, screwed myself. 
Uh, it's not going to be the same anymore. I would probably lose a bit of motivation. And again, I'm, I'm making this blow out of proportion. But always be, like Fran was saying, Clement to yourself. Always try to see the bigger picture. Always yeah. Yeah. keep in mind that you can come back and eating pizza is good. It tastes good. So why not enjoy that slice of pizza? Yeah, absolutely. And still making big gains. Quest of yeah. gains. The quest of gains. Yeah. That's the podcast for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you at a pizzeria eating. I don't know. What's your favorite pizza from? Marinara pizza. Marinara pizza. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Peace out. Peace out, guys.